Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC. 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this here program, you are allowed to. Now we've got, uh, who, who do we have? The, um, oh gosh, uh, we, we've got the Politico cartoonist. Uh, disputing uh, this, uh, the Politico cartoonist doesn't believe the statement from the Supreme Court about Gorsuch and Sotomayor. Uh, fascinating. Fascinating. Interesting stuff here. Uh, these people totally, totally, totally uh, denied. David Gura of NPR's calling Sonia Sotomayor a liar. This is fascinating stuff. Um, For those of you just tuning in who don't know what happened, yesterday Nina Totenberg said that uh, Neil Gorsuch was asked to put on a mask because he sits next to Sonia Sotomayor, who has diabetes, and he refused. Sotomayor and Gorsuch have released a statement saying this is false. They are friends. And now people are disputing that even that statement is real. Blue checks. It's just truly bizarre. Um, all right. I got to move on because there's a lot of other stuff. Uh, you know, the, 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 the fun part about doing the show is also the most frustrating part. I try to outline the show. I, I try to outline the show. I try to say this is what I'm going to talk about here and there, and I do it really for uh, the folks around me who are helping me uh, get audio, cut audio, do some extra show prep. If I've got some holes to fill in because I'm so focused on stories, they find other stuff, and sometimes it gets a little difficult, and I get out of whack, and my outline is never what it actually is supposed to be. So I, I am supposed to right now be talking about the Olympics. But right now, instead, I want to talk about what I was going to talk about last hour that I never got to, which is Israel. Not really Israel, but the vaccine. Part of me thinks it was a mistake to so aggressively highlight and tout the Pfizer vaccine. Now, the reason for doing so is that the Pfizer vaccine of the two mRNA vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna, Pfizer is the most widely used. It turns out the Moderna vaccine actually 
uh, is better against even Omicron than the Pfizer vaccine. Professor Cyril Cohen is head of immunology at Bar-Ilan University and a member of the advisory committees for vaccines for the Israeli government. He did a big interview and he said that the vaccine passport concept is no longer relevant in the Omicron era and should be phased out. And he expects that to happen. He and his colleagues were surprised and disappointed the vaccines did not prevent transmissions. The biggest mistake of the pandemic in Israel was closing schools and education. He apologized for that and said widespread infection is now an inevitable part of future immunity to get to herd immunity. Omicron has accelerated the pandemic into the endemic phase, and it'll be like the flu. Now, something I learned the other day is that Omicron is not, is not a mutation of Delta. The original reporting on Omicron is that it just mutated off the Delta variant, but actually now in-depth genetic study shows that Omicron was a different variant circulating and just didn't get traction until late. But there are a couple of notable things here. In Great Britain now, they're getting rid of masks. In Great Britain, David, uh, Boris Johnson and others are saying it's, it's time for masking to wind down in Great Britain. There's uh, no way to eradicate the virus and that Omicron has peaked. In fact, a lot of the data in the United States says that Omicron is peaking here as well fairly rapidly. And it's time to move on. And that's not a bad thing. The larger issue, though, is that uh, Democrats and Democratic strongholds in this country are requiring you to have an ID to go eat, but they don't want you to have an ID to go vote. You have to have an ID to buy a gun. You have to have an ID to get into a public uh, government building. You have to have an ID to go eat. You have to have an ID to cash a check, but to go vote, they don't want you to have an ID. It seems nonsensical. They're behind the times. Even overwhelming majority of black voters support having photo ID to vote. But they want you to have an ID to eat. They want you to show your vaccine card in some areas and also your photo ID to make sure it matches the vaccine card. Fascinating stuff. And why? Why now? We're also in this weird situation where unvaccinated people are being singled out for being spreaders of COVID, but vaccinated people can also spread COVID. Vaccinated people can spread COVID and vaccinated people can get COVID from vaccinated people, no less. Isn't it time to change our thinking? I saw someone on social media the other day say something that I thought was a pretty good, profound point that had been made before. The problem that this country, the United States, is having with COVID is not the unvaccinated The problem we're having in this country is how bad our public health officials are. Other countries have not had the muddied misinformation from public health officials that we have had in this country. Other countries are more likely to trust their governments on these issues. Other countries have citizenry who respect their public health officials, even if they don't agree with the public health officials are saying. In this country, 
our public health officials, particularly at the federal level, have given a mixed, muddied message when it comes to dealing with COVID on masks, on vaccines, on outdoor mask usage, on schools. And now more and more, there's a growing global consensus that schools should have never been shut down to begin with. And kids should not have to wear a mask. We are the only nation on planet Earth forcing elementary school kids to wear masks at school. We are the only nation. Now, the left in this country tends to look at other nations and say, we should do what they're doing. We should be more like Europe. In Europe, they're not doing this. In Europe, they're not doing it. In Europe, they're moving on. In Singapore, in the European Union, in Korea, they've decided that COVID-19 is now an endemic situation. It's not going away. And it's time to treat it like the flu or the cold season. It's only here and in Australia that people are totally panicked, maybe Canada to a degree. And now we are how long in two years now, fairly well, almost precisely two years now into this pandemic. I think it was around January 19th that of 2020 that the first cases started showing up in the United States. And two years in, the president of the United States has come up with an ingenious scheme to fight COVID. Let's give everyone N95 masks. They're going to release 400 million masks from the strategic reserves of the United States and give away to people at a time that other countries are starting to say it's time to give up on masks. That's what he's going to do here. This is all a distraction. It's a political distraction. It's a distraction designed to make you not look at all the other failures in the Biden administration. Oh, you're going to get a mask. Did you know you need to fit the N95 mask? An unfitted N95 mask is still better than no mask, but it's not great. It's not. And people aren't going to wear them all day. And they're not really reusable, although people are reusing them. They're not really supposed to be reusable. But that's what they're going to do now. Two years into fighting the pandemic. Now, last I checked, last I checked, Joe Biden has been president of the United States for 364 days. Tomorrow will be Joe Biden's one-year anniversary as president. Noon tomorrow, Joe Biden will have been sworn in as president of the United States. And only now, pretty much, let's just go with it, a full year into his administration, is he finally saying, let's give free masks, N95 masks, everyone. You know, in Congress... They're now making people on the floor of the house wear N95 masks, and they're from China. They're KN95 masks. They're from China. A KN95 mask is an N95 mask made in China. So you need to know that a KN95 is a mask made in China. An N95 is typically made by 3M or another American manufacturer. Now, you know, I had a friend of mine. I've got a friend of mine, actually, who had, he had a source in Florida. His company was making N95 masks. They were good certified N95 masks, making them in bulk. You need 100,000 of them. His company, they could get you 100,000 N95 masks pretty quick. But because they weren't 3M masks, they were struggling. And they didn't give up on making them, but they had a really hard time 
selling them. I was talking about them on, on radio here. Had a few people take me up on it, but they only needed 10, 20, 30, or 100. And this company, they, they got 100,000 masks ready to go. And they couldn't get they couldn't get attraction because it wasn't by 3M. 3M is the gold standard in this country. And I get that. But if you're in a crisis and you got a company that has a certified N95 mask, you might want to use it. But at this point, we're a little late to be giving everybody free N95 masks. And now we're giving it as the Omicron variant has begun to fall. The data is actually pretty compelling out there that we are largely through this Omicron wave. Uh, there's been a rapid drop-off around the country now. Uh, yes, there is a 38% overall increase in the country, but when you actually look at it, uh, there is a pretty dramatic decline uh, in the number of cases around the country. Even Rhode Island has been the outlier nationwide, and, and it has begun a decline. Uh, every region of the country is beginning a rapid decline in the last 90 days, the, the Northeast is declining the most rapidly. The South uh, is beginning to turn the corner. The uh, The Midwest has had a drop-off and the West has had a drop-off. I'm looking at the uh, New York Times data right now for the last 90 days. Pretty significant drop-off. Rhode Island has been the major outlier in the country. And even Rhode Island is rapidly turning the corner. And that's a good thing. We should like that. But if everybody's already turning the corner, if the whole country is turning the corner now, why tap into the strategic reserve and give the N95 mask now? The only reason is because they need a distraction from everything else going on there, from inflation, from the supply chain, from the failures on voting. They got to have a distraction. They got to show some tangible we're doing something on COVID because a lot of the polling that's out right now shows most people believe the president's not doing anything on COVID. And he's really not. So this is just a show. It's something the Democrats are mastering. You got to give them this, that uh, everything is, is performance right now. And they're kind of understanding in a postmodern world, performance counts more than results. It's something, I guess. But then there's this from CNN. Meanwhile, aside from this, the chief executive at Target predicts that Americans will drive less and make fewer trips to stores this year because of rising gas prices and inflation. Consumer prices rose 7% last year, the fastest 12-month pace since 1982. AAA shows gas prices rising this month as after a drop in December. Cornell says this will likely prompt shoppers, he's the head of Target, to eat at home instead of restaurants and look for cheaper generic brands. Maybe the Biden administration, they're really not paying attention to the thing that matters. I want to cut corners and just get to the chase. A lot of you hear podcast ads and radio ads for Bull and Branch, and you're thinking, eh, they're just telling you it because they're getting paid. I'm actually telling you it because I'm a customer. We actually have Bull and Branch sheets, and yes, they are an ad. Yes, this is an ad, but yes, I really am a customer. I only like to do ads for companies that I really like, and I love Bull and Branch. So does my wife. My wife actually heard the ads, and she wanted to try the sheets, and now they are the sheets in our house. Bull and Branch does not cut corners. They make super soft, wonderful sheets. They use the softest organic cotton they can find. They get better with every wash. They soften and soften and soften, and they only use 100% sustainable raw materials. They're the first fair trade certified manufacturer of linen. You can feel as good about your Bull and Branch sheets as they feel against your skin. 
They are so soft. They don't get too hot. They don't get too cold. They're just great. And every wash improves them. That, I'm telling you, is one of the coolest things about these sheets. It's like sleeping on a new bed every time you wash the sheets. It's great. Now, you can experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bowlandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code ERIC at checkout. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. All right, uh, let me see if I can squeeze in a phone call here real quick. Uh, Clint, you're going to be up next on the Eric Erickson Show. Welcome to the program. Well, hello there. Hi there. What's going on? Well, I would just I'd be honest with you, the first time I ever called into a show, but the thing is I was just been thinking and with my older age, I keep thinking about it. It seems like sometimes we're just fighting the wrong fight. It's that this postmodernist collectivist thinking is what we're really needing to fight is um, how we have gotten so collectivized and how. Well, you you know, I I don't, I don't want to disappoint you uh, here, but this, this is uh, crazily one of the weirdest things about the new right that's rising. And and Clint, you did great for your first time on a, on a talk show. Let let me, let me say this. There's a movement on the newer right, the post-Christian right, if you will, to also be collectivist, that there are common good things that the government should impose on us. Very much like the left is saying there, there's a common good morality that the government should impose on us from the right. Now, my fundamental overarching issue with this is there are more people on the left than the right in this country, even if the right doesn't realize it. Uh, When push comes to shove, a lot of people, even who claim to be pro-life, for example, uh, maybe not aren't as pro-life and we should embrace individuality in this country. Each individual working for their own good in this country tends to elevate the whole. It's the whole concept of the free market. You doing what's best for your family and me doing what's best for my family. Uh, when we meet in the free marketplace of ideas and in the free marketplace of the economy, together wind up doing what's best for each of us through negotiation and compromise. When the government seeks to exercise overall control for the mob, it goes badly for all of us. Unfortunately, now we are in a postmodern era where the government is so fixated on the collective and not the individual American. It used to be that the left embraced the collective and the right embraced the individual. Unfortunately, now there's been an overcorrection, I think, on the right to some degree where they're trying to embrace some level of collective in large part because they look at the left. They think the left has been racking up wins and they say, oh, well, the left is collective. We should be, too. And I just don't think that works. Listen, you're never going to stop the advance of society into further secularism. You're not. I mean, there's a whole book in the Bible called Revelation. It all ends badly for the world uh, until all things are made new. You're, you're not going to stop. You're not going to pull society back from paganism. God is. You're not. You may play a role. But uh, the, the, there's you're fighting forces bigger than yourself. And when you lose out and forget there's a spiritual component to what's going on in the world today and you think you yourself can be the savior, you got all sorts of problems and you're setting yourself up for profound divine disappointment. It's just the truth. 
uh, better the right stays with the individual instead of trying to, to glum on to some sort of uh, collectivist thinking. Uh, it's going to end badly for all of us. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. To the phones I go, Ron, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program. Ron? You there? Apparently not. All right. I'm going to move on to controversy. Somewhat controversy. It shouldn't be controversial. Reuters is reporting internationally, now confirmed by a whole bunch of outlets, that uh, athletes who are going to the Olympics are being told to shut up about human rights. Athletes traveling to next month's Beijing Olympics were warned on Tuesday about speaking up on human rights issues while in China for their own safety by speakers at a seminar hosted by Human Rights Watch. Rights groups have long criticized the International Olympic Committee for awarding the Games to China, citing the treatment by the Chinese government of the Uyghurs and other Muslim minority groups, which the United States has deemed genocide. China denies the allegations of human rights abuses. There's really not much protection that we believe is going to be afforded to athletes. Rob Kohler, the director general of the Global Athlete Group, said in the seminar, silence is complicity, and that's why we have concerns. So we are advising athletes not to speak up. We want them to compete and use their voice when they get home. If Joe Biden were a moral leader, we would be boycotting the Olympics. There is... A diplomatic boycott, we won't be sending American dignitaries to the Olympics and and world leaders are joining us, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Great Britain and others. But China is using this as a show to signify that they are now the world superpower, not a world superpower, the world superpower. They have built their Olympics on the back of slave labor. They are running concentration camps internment facilities. And if you speak up at all about it, you're blacklisted. We should be boycotting the Olympics. Now that would suck for the athletes. Let's be honest. It would suck for the athletes. They've poured their heart and soul into going to Beijing. But it's the right thing to do. And sometimes... The right thing to do is hard. By giving the Chinese this global platform, we are allowing them to take a pass on their abuses. NBC, which will cover the Olympics, will not cover the human rights abuses while they're there. We won't be talking about the Uyghurs. We won't be talking about the Hong Kong dissidents or any of that stuff. The Golden State Warriors has a co-owner who was on an interview. And he's thoroughly dismissive of all of this stuff. And this is uh, becoming an epidemic among the rich in this country. As they try to exert some sort of moral equivalence to us versus China. I think the jobs are better served for Americans. 
And I think that we should have the ability to build our own businesses, just like China has the right to do for themselves, without the risk of these things being undercut by policies that we don't understand, which is effectively what you do when you outsource your supply chain to countries where you're not 100% aligned with them. Yeah, and they're dictatorships. So I, again, I'm not, I, I, I'm not even sure that, that it, China is a dictatorship the way that you want to call it that. I'm not sure China is a dictatorship the way you want to call it. This is an owner of the Warriors basketball team. Again, I think communist that un- country that's in the name. Look, you have to understand, Jason, there are a set of checks and balances here on China that, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think that I have the moral absolutism to judge China. I, I don't have the moral absolutism to judge China, a country that is rounding up dissidents and killing them putting people in concentration camps. He, he can't say that. Now, listen, listen to this part. Nobody, cares about, again? No, no, nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs, okay? You you bring it up because you really what? care. And I think what that's nice that you cares? care. Nobody cares about the Uyghurs, he says. The rest of us don't care. The rest I'm just well, telling you a very care? hard... Wait, wait, I'm you're telling saying you personally very, don't care? I'm telling you a very hard, ugly truth, okay? Of all the things that I care about, yes, it is below my line. Okay? Oh, of all the things that I care about, it is below my line. Disappointing. That's the co-owner of the Warriors. He doesn't care about the Uyghurs. He does not care about, can you imagine him saying this in World War II as rumors of the Holocaust spread? I, I don't care about the Jews. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you care about them, but I don't care about them. The Uyghurs in China are being rounded up and put in concentration camps. Women are being sterilized. They're being killed. Their children are being taken away from them. And he doesn't care about that. He cares about his money. And this, again, is why we should boycott the Olympics. This is why we should have nothing to do with China hosting the Olympics. Because there are people like this who only care about the Benjamins, to quote Ilhan Omar or whichever one of them said it. He cares about the money flowing from China. Notice how quickly the NBA sprung into action to take care of what was it, Daryl Morley, the, the general manager of the Rockets, when he stood up for the dissidents in Hong Kong. NBA came down quick and did damage control. They haven't said jack about this. This is one of the owners. He's a minority owner to be sure, but an owner. The Golden State Warriors in California, and he doesn't care. He doesn't want to call him a dictatorship. Now, what's really going on here is this guy's a billionaire. He's a social capital guy. He's a liberal. His family are immigrants into the United States, and he doesn't think the United States has any moral authority to lecture China on anything. All he cares about is his money. Now, he's come out, and he's really stable. and said, I understand people are upset because I seem to downplay human rights, but I care about human rights. Now, you, you said you don't care about the Uyghurs. You don't care. You, you care generally. You don't care specifically. But this is a larger issue here. Within the Fortune 500, within the billionaire class, see what's really happening? This is the dirty little secret. There are a whole lot of people who are betting against the United States and for China. This guy sounds like he's one of them. This guy sounds like he's betting on China controls the future. And so he better suck up now and stay on China's good side, lest he risk his future fortune. And it's not doing people really any good anymore. Look at Disney. Disney has sucked up to China for years. 
Disney has done everything they possibly can to suck up to China. Uh, Back in the day, Disney released a movie by Martin Scorsese called Kundun. And it was a movie that made China look bad. Kundun, I'm, I'm reading here now, is an epic biographical film by Martin Scorsese based on uh, Tenzin Yatso, the 14th Dalai Lama, the exiled political and spiritual leader of Tibet. The grandnephew of the Dalai Lama stars as the adult Dalai Lama, while a niece of the Dalai Lama appears as his mother. Kundun, meaning presence, is a title by which the Dalai Lama is addressed. It was released a few months after seven years in Tibet. And it was released by Touchstones Pictures and Disney. And China was outraged. This is in 1998. China was outraged. And Michael Eisner was then the uh, CEO of Disney. And he released one of the most remarkable statements ever uttered by an American CEO about China. This is actually what Michael Eisner, the CEO of Disney, said. This is a direct quote. The bad news is the film was made. The good news is that nobody watched it. Here I want to apologize, and in the future, we should prevent this sort of thing, which insults our friends, from happening. The bad news is that the film was made. The good news is that nobody watched it. Here I want to apologize, and in the future we should prevent this sort of thing, which insults our friends, from happening. Remember the movie Richard, uh, Pretty Woman? Pretty Woman was a, a film in my childhood. Pretty Woman did not age well, by the way. My wife and I have concluded we can't show it to our kids. And we loved that movie growing up. Loved that movie growing up. But the rich man brings the prostitute to his hotel room for a week of of, uh, sex and games. And his best friend beats her up. And then he beats up the best friend. And ultimately, he and the prostitute fall in love. Really, really not a um, fantastic. Didn't age well, but I loved the movie. Richard Gere is largely blackballed from major films. He had a, had a string of incredible, incredible movies way before Pretty Woman. I mean, he had, what, Days of Heaven, American Gigolo, An Officer and a Gentleman, The Cotton Club, Pretty Woman, Mr. Jones, Summersby, Intersection, Primal Fear, The Jackal, Runaway Bride, uh, Chicago, and in the last few years, you've barely seen him. He's been in a few movies here and there. Arbitrage, Movie 43, Henry and Me, Time Out of Mind. He's got one in 2017. Then he's got some TV from 2019. That's about it. His last big award, he was nominated for Golden Globe for Arbitrage in 2013. He's been blackballed. Major studios don't use him anymore because he starred in Red Corner. And Red Quarter is an American movie 
about an American businessman in China who ends up wrongly on trial for murder. And it made the communist Chinese look bad. And subsequently, he became an outspoken critic of China and a defender of the free Tibet movement. And he's not allowed in China. He's been blackballed by China. And his movies are banned in China. And now in the last year, after all of Disney kissing up to China, all of Disney's movies in the last year have been blackballed in China. And still, Spider-Man, which is actually a Sony picture, but also blackballed in China, tied to Marvel, actually broke box office records without being allowed to be shown in China. Apple is slowly moving production facilities out of China. They're doing it very, very slowly. They're trying to go to Brazil, Taiwan. Taiwan's problematic because of invasion from China. India, they're moving some stuff back to the U.S. They're finally getting it. Disney, Nike, they're still embedded deeply in China. Apple is too, for that matter. We should be disentangling ourselves from China. War is coming, whether you want to believe it or not. And Joe Biden is not doing anything to fix the situation. The Chinese look on Joe Biden, as do the Russians, and they see weakness. If Joe Biden wanted to exercise some moral authority here, he would boycott the Olympics. They're not going to invade uh, Taiwan until after the Olympics, and then they'll invade. Joe Biden should not give them the credit of treating themselves like they are a world power here. It's time to boycott the Olympics, not at the diplomatic level, But at the global level, no one should go give China its due because China hasn't earned it. They are ruthless dictators. They are communists, and they put their own people in concentration camps, and we should have nothing to do with the Olympics. Now, I want to tell you about Eden Pure. You should have something to do with Eden Pure. Their thunderstorm, their air purifier, you can get three of them for less than $200 and clean the air in your house. They eliminate odors, folks. They're not like the essential oils. They don't They don't mask the odors. They eliminate the odors. I use them in my house. Use them in my kitchen in particular when I'm frying because it works. I take one with me when I travel. I was uh, going to Louisiana to see my parents. And whenever I do, I always take an Eden Pure because you never know the quality of the rental car you're getting and what the smell is or the hotel room these days. So take one. It eliminates the odors. It works great. Tobacco odors, pet odors. The mildew, the mold, the bacteria that's floating around, the pollen, it works, and you don't have to get a filter subscription because it's filterless. All you do is wipe it out on occasion. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, click on my name, Eric Erickson, and you will see the Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack. You click on it, and you'll get three of them with the discount code ERIC3. You'll get all three of them for less than $200. You will actually be saving $200, and you'll get free shipping. The discount code is ERIC3. The website is EdenPureDeals.com. Click on Eric Erickson, save you some money, clean the air in your house with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC-877-973-7425. Let's go to Andrew. You're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, Anyway, thank you for taking my call. Big fan. What, my comment is, and just love to hear your comments, listen, I agree with everything you said about the Olympics, except for I don't blame NBC Press for not talking about the human rights issues while they're in China, nor the athletes. And the reason is I don't think Biden or this administration would go save them or go get them or protect them properly if they got Again, that, incarcerated for, for speaking out. That is a very fair so point I had thought of. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, that that's actually a great point. I I don't think he would either. Uh, if anything, I I think he would probably say they deserved it. Right, something like that, or Afghan Afghanistan two point oh or something. I don't yeah, yeah. Anyway, look, I mean, we, we still got people stuck in Afghanistan, so I I, I think he'd be too distracted. It really is remarkable, though. Listen, Andrew, thanks. That's a fantastic point. I appreciate it. it. It is remarkable that he is not calling for a full boycott at this point. Um there needs to be a boycott and I, I feel bad saying it because I know these athletes busted their butts to get there. But at some point you got to take a stand on the moral abuses of China and it, it's uh, global international abuses of China at this point. They want to invade Taiwan. You know, the Philippines, the Vietnamese, they are begging the Americans for a, a larger show of force in the South China Sea. The Vietnamese want our military to get into the South China Sea and stay there. The Vietnamese, remember the Vietnam War? It was before you and I were born, a lot of us, but I mean, my gosh, it's like a big historic note in the United States. And those people, the Vietnamese, the communist Vietnamese want us and our military to come have a presence to dissuade China because the Chinese are starting to produce maps that show not just their sphere of influence, but what proper China is. And it includes Vietnam and parts of the Philippines and parts of the Japanese islands and Korea and stuff like that. The the Chinese are laying claim to the Pacific and they're not happy. Uh, The Laotians uh, are not happy. The uh, Thais are not happy. The Malaysians are not happy. The Indonesians are not happy. Uh, And they need some global American leadership. But we, we got a guy who's, drooling and peeing in the potted plants of the white house and can't actually perform um is there is there some level of intellectual viagra we can give uh joe biden hardens his resolve on these sorts of things i i I don't know that we can i don't know that such a pill exists but somebody needs to get to making one and 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 slipping some because he needs some hardened steel spine to deal with the chinese and what they're doing it's it's pathetic all right, oh, we got to move on because we got other things that we got to talk about, including doomsday for the Democrats is upon us. And I am not making that up. Uh, there is some really bad news, awful polling out for the Democrats today. And you now got Democratic staffers in Congress openly attacking the president of the United States, who is the leader of their party because they think he's asleep at the switch and out to lunch. And When that starts happening, when the rats start jumping overboard, you know there's a real problem headed into November, which is why, again, they want to claim stolen elections. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution if you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business. First Liberty Building and Loan. Let's say you want to buy a new building or you want to refi existing debt or you want to buy a company. Basically, you see opportunity for your business to grow, but you've hit a wall with the mega banks getting financing. That's where First Liberty Building and Loan and my friends, the Frost family, come in. They solve small business financing problems better than anyone I've ever seen. They say yes, where big banks say no. It's that simple. Look, just do this. Spend 10 minutes with them. Call them, First Liberty Building and Loan, say Eric sent you. In 10 minutes, you'll know if you're a good fit for their program. Go to firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. They help small businesses nationwide in all 50 states. Firstlibertyga.com. 